Missouri Valley Conference. There's the championship for Andersonville. The Indiana State Sycamores are tournament champions. Loyola Chicago, the tournament champion. And Missouri State is Missouri Valley Conference tournament champion. And you and I has won the Missouri Valley Conference tournament championship. The Southern Illinois Salukis are Missouri Valley Conference tournament champion. Balfo has won the game. A miracle. This is Inside the Valley the official podcast of the Missouri Valley Conference, celebrating 25 years of women's athletics. Thanks for listening to Inside the Valley. My name is Derek Dockett, and in this week's podcast, you'll hear from new Illinois State women's soccer head coach Brad Sylvie. The Redbirds were picked at the top of the women's soccer preseason poll, and Brad shares his outlook on the team for 2017. Also coming up, the Valley recently announced its agreement to extend the State Farm MVC Men's Basketball Tournament at Scott Trade Center in St. Louis. You hear comments from Commissioner Doug Elgin, Tournament Director and Associate Commissioner Jack Watkins, and Alex Rodrigo of Scott Trade Center. This week, the league announced preseason polls and all-conference teams for fall sports as those seasons are quickly approaching. And first off, women's soccer, which does kick off its season this weekend. Redbirds, Illinois State, was named the preseason favorite. Receiving seven of eight first-place votes in that poll conducted by league coaches. Illinois State sent first-place votes 63 points, followed by Drake with one first-place vote and 51 points. The remainder of the poll, Loyola, Evansville, Northern Iowa, Valparaiso, Missouri State, and Indiana State. Of course, the Redbirds were 2016 regular season and tournament champions, and they welcomed back 15 letter winners and eight starters. Among them, Three Redbirds who made the preseason all-conference team, including Kelly Zickert, Michaela Unger, and Haley Smith. Zickert was a first-team All-NBC pick last year. Unger was the freshman of the year in 2016, and goalkeeper Haley Smith was on the all-freshman team. In cross-country, the Bradley men were selected as unanimous favorites. In that coach's poll, the Braves are the defending champions from 2016, return a veteran team this year. The remainder of the poll in cross-country uh, was Bradley with the nine first place votes, 81 points, followed by Illinois State, Indiana State, Loyola, UNI, Drake, Southern Illinois, Valparaiso, and Evansville. On the women's side of the poll, a little bit more interesting, as uh, UNI and Bradley both received 94 points to tie for first place in the poll, but UNI received six first place votes and Bradley received four. Uh, the Panthers were the 2016 uh, 2016 champs returning four of their five top runners. Following Bradley and UNI in the cross-country poll on the women's side, uh, Indiana State and Illinois State, Loyola, Southern Illinois, Missouri State, Drake, Evansville, and Valpo. Missouri State was named the volleyball preseason favorite, nine first-place votes, followed by Northern Iowa. The Panthers picked up the remaining uh, first-place vote in that poll following Missouri State and uh, you and I, it was Illinois State, Loyola, Southern Illinois, Drake, Valpo, Bradley, Indiana State, and Evansville. Missouri State, of course, returning uh, a, a large portion of its team that was the regular season champion in 2016. The Bears were 26-9 and last year, 16-2 and in Valley play. It, it starts with Lily Johnson, the outside hitter. She's uh, back for her senior year, two-time NBC Player of the Year 
and three-time All-America enters her final season 200 kills away from Missouri State's career uh, mark and 229 uh, kills away from the Valley mark. So uh, Missouri State and Lily Johnson uh, could be a memorable campaign in Springfield for the Bears. And finally, men's soccer. Uh, 2016 champion Loyola, the Ramblers were picked as a preseason favorite, receiving 47 points, five first-place votes in the poll. Uh, ahead of Evansville with 38 points and one first-place vote. And Missouri State, 34 points, one first-place vote. Central Arkansas, Drake, Valpo, and Bradley round out the men's soccer preseason poll. All right, up next, Arch Madness will be at Scott Trade Center through 2020. Hear the announcement here on Inside the Valley. Looking for the latest on the Missouri Valley Conference? Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at MVC Sports and Facebook.com slash Missouri Valley Conference. And of course, MVC-Sports.com is the official website of the Valley. Another historic announcement here from Scott Trade Center about the future of our men's basketball tournament. I want to introduce the three principal speakers behind me. They'll each have a few remarks, and then we're going to open it up for one-on-ones. But to my left is Jack Watkins. He's an associate commissioner of the league. He's a tournament director for men's basketball and also directs uh, NCAA events that do come to town. Uh, here is Alex Rodrigo representing Scott Trade Center. He's a group VP, sports and entertainment operations for the St. Louis Blues. And to my right, uh, Doug Elgin, the commissioner of the Missouri Valley Conference. He is in his 30th year this, this year, and he was one of the brainchilds behind bringing the tournament here. And here we are. 28 years later, and at this time, I'd like to have Doug come to the podium and make some remarks. Thank you, Mike. Welcome, everyone. Um, glad to have such a good turnout here at Scott Trade Center. Um, it's my privilege to announce that the State Farm Missouri Valley Tournament Agreement has been extended here at Scott Trade Center two additional years. Uh, the tournament will remain here in 2019 and 2020. Um, this extension represents another important milestone for the Valley. Uh, as of the 2020 championship, uh, this will be our 30th year for Arts Arch Madness in St. Louis. Uh, the MVC staff has had a hand in staging with our local partners uh, more than 30 events here at Scott Trade Center through the years. Um, 24 conference tournaments, two NCAA women's Final Fours, and four other men's NCAA first and second round and regional events. The uh, the basketball events at Scott Trade Center have had a significant economic impact on the, the region. Um, and the direct spending from the, the many events that we've had here just in basketball reaches into the hundreds of millions of dollars. The MVC membership, our teams and fans are all very excited about the, the renovations that are underway uh, here, here at the center. Uh, our MVC tournament has been a recurring event in St. Louis since 1991. We did put the tournament out on an RFP to other cities twice in that, in that time frame, um, considering that we might move the championship to another locale. But I can tell you that the arena improvements and enhancements that we see taking place right now will certainly keep our, our tournament in place for a long time to come. And we're proud of the fact that Arch Madness is the second longest tenured college basketball tournament in the country to play at a single neutral site. Uh, only the, the Big East tournament at, at Madison Square Garden, which started there in 1981, has a longer tenure than our tournament. 
over the years, our tournament has become quite a showcase. Coming to St. Louis in March has been a really wonderful tradition for our fans and our teams. It's also noteworthy to mention that the all-time basketball attendance record here at Scott Trade Center took place, it was set in 2007 when 22,612 people uh, crammed into this building for two uh, sessions, semifinals and the championship session. And I don't think that the fire marshal here is going to allow that record to be broken in the near term. I want to thank again the, the St. Louis Blues for allowing us to, to keep this long run going here in St. Louis. Uh, each year they carve out five dates in the heart of their NHL schedule for our tournament, including a practice day and four dates of competition. We also thank our partners, our longstanding partners in the, in the market. Uh, those are friends at the St. Louis Sports Commission, Frank Viverito, Chris Roseman, Mark Schreiber. Uh, our friends at the St. Louis Convention and Visitors Commission who have been partners with us on other in-state tournament events here. And certainly the many civic and corporate leaders here in St. Louis who have been so supportive of our tournament uh, since we brought it here in 1991. Um, we also want to thank Alex Rodrigo, Chris Zimmerman, and the hundreds of employees here at the Shot Trade Center who really run a very smooth tournament for us every March. And with that, I'll turn it back over to you, Mike. Thanks, Doug. And now we'll call up Alex Rodrigo from Scott Trade Center. Good afternoon. Uh, our apologies, but uh, Tom Stillman and uh, uh, Chris Zimmerman couldn't be here today, but uh, welcoming uh, this message, uh, support everything that we're uh, representing today here on behalf of the Scott Trade Center. So uh, welcome to the Scott Trade Center. Uh, these are exciting times uh, for us at the Scott Trade Center. It's moments like these that I relish that we have an opportunity to publicly uh, thank and um, and also celebrate our continued partnership with the Missouri Valley Conference. Uh, Doug Elgin, Mike Kern, and Jack Watkins behind me, uh, thank you uh, for continuing to support uh, St. Louis and extending the Missouri Valley Conference through uh, 2020. Uh, you and your organization, along with the hundreds of volunteers, interns, local and regional sponsors, athletic directors, universities, uh, the alumni, and most importantly, the students and their families, uh, are a remarkable group that come together every year uh, to not only host but participate in this conference. Uh, I admire your commitment, your hard work, and above all else, your spirit. You know, I'm very fortunate to be able to work with these men day in and day out and the men and women within the organization to be able to not only get ready for the tournament, but uh, this is a year-long, uh, year-after-year uh, commitment. And the, uh, the, the energy, uh, if you've ever liked to join us behind the scenes, uh, is amazing. Uh, to see these student-athletes, uh, these uh, bands, uh, the families, uh, it's just a remarkable energy uh, behind the scenes and obviously within the stands. Uh, and it's truly an honor. And uh, I don't take this lightly that we're able to continue doing this for years to come. They come together every year to bring out the best in each other and compete. And speaking of competition, uh, this summer we've been very active behind the scenes, as many folks know hard uh, at work finishing the first phase of uh, major renovations to the facility that opened back in 94, uh, so 23 years ago. Um, and when you think of 23 years, 35 million people, thousands of events, family shows, some like uh, concerts, soccer, NCAA, bull riding, uh, WWE, NCAA championships, SEC, uh, boxing, figure skating, gymnastics, I mean the list goes on. And that's only 35 million people that came through the gates. We're not talking about also all the camera time, all the media, radio, print. Uh, the eyes, the window into St. Louis, just in this facility alone over the 23 years, but over the course of the tournament, 
is exponential. Uh, and that's a, that's a big number and, and one that we don't take lightly. Um, and in talking about that, we're making the necessary investments so that we remain competitive, uh, so that we can host tournaments such as the Missouri Valley Conference and remain uh, within this building. And, uh, you know, the key thing to understand about everything that we've done in this facility just this summer and moving forward is that these investments go into the facility uh, and they stay with the facility and they support the tournaments. Uh, by things of the latest technology, the fan amenities, and most importantly, infrastructure and public safety. Um, we're talking about things that, uh, you know, sports lighting, cooling and heating, infrastructure needs, technology, fan amenities, um, you know, sports lighting specific to basketball, and, and the host of other things that we're constantly always talking about, the 60% of other things that we do in this facility other than just blues games. Uh, and so, despite the challenges that we've recently faced and working on the building, will and continue uh, to move forward. Uh, we have a, uh, we've insured and, and we're ready to reopen within the first uh, next couple of weeks uh, for our first few events. One which is a community event, which is end to Alzheimer's walk here on September 16th, followed up by a sold out show uh, with Ed Sheeran. And then you've got uh, Bob Seeger, Katy Perry, Lady Gaga, uh, you know, the Harlem Globetrotters, Trans-Siberian Orchestra for, for two events. I mean, there's a lot that's happening in this facility. And then we make that turn into the next year uh, through this season. Season, and in addition to the blue season that's ongoing during that time, and we have the Missouri Valley Conference and the Men's Championship SEC Basketball. So there's a lot that's happening here. This is uh, not only an important day for the Scott Jade Center, but the hundreds of workers and employees that continue to work nonstop both inside this building over the last couple of months and getting this building ready, but equally as important for the small and large businesses within the city and the county that benefit directly from events like this. We are fortunate to have the Missouri Valley Conference as our partner at the Scott Trade Center through 2020. We don't take that lightly, and the Missouri Valley Conference is a tremendous asset for the city of St. Louis, the state of Missouri, and for this region. I thank you for coming. Uh, thanks for your remarks, Alex. A true friend and a strong ally from the Missouri Valley. Now we'll have Jack Watkins come to the podium and talk a little bit about what the renovations mean for our tournament and future events. Thank you, Mike. Today's an important moment in, the, in time for the city of St. Louis. Prior to the planning and the work starting at Scott Trade Center, quite honestly, we were at a crossroads from a host city perspective, both for the State Farm MVC tournament and NCA events. But the vision shown here has taken the necessary steps to keep history from repeating itself. The St. Louis Arena. God rest her soul, was the host site for the 73 and 78 men's Final Four and the 1982 and 1984 men's regionals. From 1985 to 1992, though, very little was done in the way of building amenities, and the city of St. Louis was relegated to the basketball hinterlands from a host perspective. In the fall of 1991, after hosting the first chapter of Arch Madness in the spring, Valley staffers Doug Elgin and Joe Mitch convinced the NCAA to return to St. Louis for the 93 men's basketball regional at the arena with the promise of a new facility, the place that we stand here today. The regional was a springboard to a 24-year run that saw the Missouri Valley Conference host 12 NCAA basketball events either at Scott Trade Center or the Dome in St. Louis. At the same time, the Valley hosted or co-hosted 
three other NCAA basketball events in the Midwest corridor. Last fall, the St. Louis Local Organizing Committee, combined with Scott Trade Center, submitted a bid complete with the renovation plans for this facility for an NCAA event in 19, 20, 21, or 22. With over 60 cities participating in this process, we are awarded a first and second round in 20. Given the collective background that we have as a host, we know that today's fans like to be entertained not only during competition, but it breaks in the action through social media or in arena engagement. The new center hung scoreboard that we'll have in this facility, uh, it's not the eighth wonder of the world, but it's going to be the eighth largest video board in the NHL. It's a centerpiece of what we plan to do from a social media as well as fan enhanced engagement perspective. The NCAA really leans on its hosts now to not just during the games uh, to, to, to have atmosphere to continue to generate it during breaks in the action. And the new ribbon board technology, sound system, and lighting will allow us that capability. At the same time, the NCAA is all about the student-athlete experience. Uh, the renovation, which we've had the ability to see down on the event level, going right to the bone structure of the facility, is the, between the locker room build-outs, um, the media work areas, and things of that nature, will only add to the great mystique that we have as a basketball city, not just for the Missouri Valley Tournament, but any NCAA experience as well. These buildings and improvements position Scott Trade Center and the city of St. Louis as viable a host city as any of the new buildings, like the facilities in Detroit and Milwaukee that will open within a year, and any other repeat NCAA host cities in the Midwest corridor. Basically, folks, this 2020 vision not only for the 30th chapter of Arch Madness here in St. Louis, but our NCAA host opportunity in the same year will continue to keep St. Louis at the forefront as a postseason college basketball host site. Thank you for coming today, and thanks for your wonderful support of the great sport that is college basketball. The Missouri Valley Conference kicks off the 2017 Women's Soccer Championship November 3rd and 5th at Allison South Stadium in Springfield, Missouri. Presented by Mediacom and Meyer Communications. Watch as the Valley's four top teams go for the goal to secure their spot in the NCAA Tournament. For tickets and more information, call 417-836-7678 or visit MissouriStateTix.com. The Missouri Valley Conference, celebrating 25 years of women's athletics. As the 2017 women's soccer season uh, gets underway this coming weekend, as we are recording here on Thursday, August 17th with the Inside the Valley podcast, uh, we wanted to be sure to preview uh, the season as we get things underway as the preseason poll and our conference team was announced earlier today or earlier this week. And the Illinois State Redbirds were picked at the top of that poll. And right now, I'm pleased to be joined uh, right from the team bus as the team hits the road. Uh, head coach Brad Silvey. Coach, uh, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for taking time. I know you guys are uh, in, in route there to for the first road trip of the year. We are, Derek. Hey, uh, appreciate your time. Thanks for uh, thanks for your support and thanks for uh, uh, taking the time to meet with us. 
No, absolutely. I, I take. I appreciate it. Like I said, uh, I know uh, the the preseason has come and gone really, really, really quickly. I, I, uh, oddly enough, now we're gearing up for the start of the season coming up this coming weekend, and want to be sure to get you on. But now that you've taken over the uh, the sort of head head reins there as head coach for the Redbirds, just wanted to get your thoughts. I guess now coming off, the Redbirds have had so much success in the last couple of years, and and even looking at last year's the regular season and tournament champions. Uh, just talk about how you expect sort of. Maintain the continuity that the team has had the last few years and, and keep things going in the right direction for the Redbirds. Perfect. Yeah, first of all, just a, a huge honor and a privilege to take over the, the program. It's it's had such a rich history and an incredibly storied program and and really honored just to, just to take over the program. And uh, there's 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 honestly some, some pretty big shoes to fill uh, in my eyes. And uh I am I'm I'm flattered that uh, the administration was, was willing to uh uh, to, to pick me for the for the task so uh, really excited about the season we've had uh, like you said time time has caught up to us real quick we we've flown through preseason and uh, you know we've got uh, we've got our hands full I, we we're, uh, we're excited that uh, you know we were we were picked as uh, as the number one seed but at the same time it's uh, we, all we know all, all that means to us is that we got a big old target on our back so uh, we honestly haven't even discussed it as a team uh honored that we're there but i think in my eyes that's more of a testament to uh to how the program played last year and uh you know we had we had a great little thing last year had a great little run but uh that was last year we've got uh we've got a new team we've got a little bit of a, a new brand and a new flair and uh we like what we've seen so far up to this point but uh like you said we're hitting the road right now and, and we're really going to hit our first challenge up in uh Ypsilanti against eastern michigan and then uh, back at our place for our home opener on the 20th against northwestern yeah i'm curious there's one thing that's what i wanted to ask you about with you, you saying a new team a new flair what's one of the things you hope to establish uh with, with the team this year that's sort of your style. Um, I know a lot of coaches talk about, you know, changing if they're defensive-minded or they're offensive-minded. Uh, what can we expect from the Redbirds going forward from 2017 and beyond? Sure. Well, one of, one of the awesome things uh, that I experienced while, while here is a couple, with it for a couple seasons uh, with the Redbirds under Eric Goals was uh, I was able to really have my hands on a lot of different areas within the program in terms of style of play and, and, uh, and how we just went about our business out on the field and uh in terms of in terms of style we still hope to be pretty possession style pretty possession oriented we expect to attack in a lot of different ways um something that that we have been uh discussing quite a bit we're still quite a ways away from from where i'd like to be with it but we want to be we want to be a better uh counter pressing team we'd like to we'd like to defend better higher up on the field away from our goal so those are some things that uh uh that, that we've discussed as a staff and that we'd like to try to implement uh moving forward throughout the season Three Redbirds from name to the preseason all-conference team. I, and I know what coaches say about preseason rankings and preseason all-conference team. It, it's great. It's good. It's good. Uh, t- t- good stuff that's uh, to talk about, but you got to prove it on the field. But these three ladies have also proved it on the field just from their experience in the league already. And this is typically what those things mean is respect from the other league coaches and things like that. Uh, Michaela Unger, sophomore. Uh, Kelly Zickert, senior, and uh, Haley Smith, sophomore, your goalkeeper. Those three ladies recognized on our preseason all-conference team. Uh, talk about their contributions to this team and, and anybody else you feel might have an impact on the on the team yeah. this year. No, it's a, it's an interesting little cross-section we got there. We have we have one senior, and then we have uh, two returning freshmen, now sophomores, um, uh, from last year that uh, that were selected to that team. So, um, 
all of those uh, individuals, they, they were key contributors last year, no doubt about it. And uh, ever since the season ended at the end of, uh, uh, in, in the middle of November last year, we've, uh, we've, we've been having some, some pretty uh, deep and, and frequent conversations with them in regards to the role and, and their responsibilities that they're going to be, that are going to be placed on their shoulders. I mean, their job gets harder, right? They've, they're showing up on a, uh, on an all-conference selection early on in the early on the preseason, and you know they've been scouted multiple times. So I mean they have to, we have to adjust and we have to adapt and we have to be even more so prepared um, now that their names are getting circulated around. So uh, I think they're up to the task though. Uh, they're good, good kids, good work ethic, uh, show up and and uh, and just grind every single day. So uh, they're good kids, good leaders, and uh, I think that. I think that they will. Uh, their ta their task will be tough, but I, I think they're up for it. Uh, in terms of additional individuals that, that we're looking at, uh, we we do have a handful of other influential players that have stepped up, not only from last year, but uh, uh, but also joining our squad from uh, our uh, uh, incoming freshmen this year. Uh, we're excited about them. Uh, I don't want to. I honestly don't want to disclose a whole lot. But, uh, <laughs> sure. <laughs> Well, we have to. Uh, we have to kind of wait and see. We still have to. We still have to go out and we still have to prove ourselves. Uh, in my eyes, it's uh, it, it's an exciting time, uh, but we have we, we have individuals that still really need to, to to get exposed and to and to get out and to play and to and to get tested and to see what the competition level is like and how they respond to it, how they problem solve, how they deal with adversity, and and uh, you know, as as we get as we get into the season, I think we'll be able to to have some better answers. Uh, in terms of, uh, of who is who is ultimately really going to be contributing uh, for our program. But uh, individuals that come to mind, uh, Kate Delfala, uh, fantastic player from last year. Uh, Emily Dickman, uh, she was kind of in and out of a lot of our conference games last year, uh, but she's also a senior that, uh, uh, that we're looking to draw upon uh, that should be playing some pretty heavy minutes for us. Uh, and uh, Kylie Sarwinski, she was a, a leading in assists uh, for our program last year. She has. She's really hit it hard in the off season, and, and, and her focus and determination and, and commitment to the team is is on point right now. So, those are a few individuals that I, that I suppose I'd like to highlight. But at the end of the day, uh, we're extremely team oriented. Uh, we do have a few special players that uh, that we do call upon at times, but but we really we really do have uh, an incredible culture and an incredible environment right now uh, within the program, which is. Uh, which is incredibly crucial and important for us um, as a staff, as as we really feel that that, that environment, and that culture, is what really drives us and, and gives us that momentum and allows us to uh, uh, to press through the season. The uh, preseason poll, you guys were nearly unanimous, receiving seven of the eight uh, first place votes. Drake receiving the other first place vote, but you guys were picked at the top, uh, followed by Drake, Loyola, Evansville, Northern Iowa, Valpo, new to the league, Missouri State, and Indiana State. It seems to be in recent years that as Illinois State has had the success, uh, it's it's a little bit more, I don't want to say the wild, wild west, but anybody can be anybody, any other team on any given day. And everyone yeah. seems to sort of find their way once he gets towards the conference tournament. And then we see teams, <laughs> you know, popping up out of nowhere winning. And then there was a few years ago that Evansville sort of oh, yeah. scratched and clawed their way into the tournament to win the tournament. Um, when you look at the league as a whole, what's sort of your interpretation of the the valley in 2017 i'm going to tell you right now that one thing's for sure is that we don't look past anybody it's the valley is 
it's always been incredibly competitive and I've been since I've arrived this is my third season within the valley uh, just just blown away with uh, with the types of programs and the types of, uh, of coaches and administration that, that that's uh, that the valley is filled with just tremendous competition doesn't matter what the regular season looks like I mean you said it uh, Evansville a couple seasons back uh, they were able to uh, to, to still find their way through the conference uh, regular season and, and into the tournament and, and do some do some damage. So you can't discount anybody out of this league. Uh, you know, Valpo is going to be a fun addition. John and his staff up there, just tremendous people with it, with early conversations that we've had with them on, on conference calls and whatnot, just uh, blown away with, uh, with the types of people that we're surrounded with within the Valley. And again, uh, you can't, you can't count anybody out. Any given day within the valley, for sure. Well, you mentioned you guys were on the bus heading up to uh, Eastern Michigan uh, for that first road contest to kick off the season. Northwestern, St. Louis, Illinois, uh, Duquesne, Pittsburgh. You guys got a great schedule lined up. Uh, a game at Marquette. Uh, looks like the non-conference part of the schedule is uh, going to be pretty challenging for the Redbirds. Hopefully, they get you tuned up for conference play. I imagine. That's kind of the the mentality, and that's that's kind of how it's it's always been done at Illinois State. So. I don't think we'd have it any other way, but yeah, we're we're excited about the early challenges and the early tests, and I think that's that, that's the mindset is that uh, we get out, we get some uh, stiff and and stable competition early on uh, within the season, and, and we know where we're at, and then we know we have a better idea where we need to go, and and when conference rolls around, we're we're as prepared as possible. Well, coach, we appreciate you taking time and uh, enjoy the bus ride up to Michigan, and uh, we'll definitely try and catch up with you when the. Uh, the team comes to St. Louis to take on the Billikens later on this in a couple weeks. Awesome. Derek, hey, appreciate your time. Thank you. This is Inside the Valley, the official podcast of the Missouri Valley Conference, celebrating 25 years of women's athletics.